Listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heart Seas Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225-274-1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. I want us to have the power of God alive in every single one of our lives, flowing out of us that we are living the part, not just acting the part, but we are living the life. Do you know that God didn't save you to be a decorative ornament? Something that we could put up on a shelf, something that is on display. But God made every one of you so that you can be used for him. Over the next month, we're going to show you, I believe, key ways how you can get connected. Come on, say with me, plugged in. Come on, say it like you mean it today, plugged in. How we can discover God in a new way. We can get plugged into God. It's exciting to be a Christian. Come on, you're, you're dead in the house this morning. I said it's exciting to be a Christian. It's exciting to be in his house. I think just like that video, we need to start rethinking some church. Come on, we've got so holy and sanctified that we're missing the whole point. It's about our lives connecting and touching and reaching others out of there. And that's what this whole month is going to be about. Getting plugged into God, his house, and into other people. And how through connection we can find life, we can find love, and you can find purpose for your life. So connections and being plugged in is such a key. So we're going to begin this plugged in series this morning, discovering how we can be plugged into God in a greater way through vision. I love vision. I said I absolutely love vision. I love to teach vision of how every one of us can have a future. We've got a future. How we can go places. And God, I'm glad I'm part of a church that has a vision. That's going somewhere, that's excited, that has awesome praise and worship that leads us into the presence of God. Has the word of God taught to us that we can leave this place and we can impact other people's lives. So we're going to talk this morning about plugged in through vision. Look what the Bible says in Proverbs 29 and verse 18. I've taken it actually from three translations. The New King James, the New Living Translation and then the good old King James Version. The Bible says this, New Living, where there, I mean New King James, where there is no revelation. Say with me, vision. Where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. New Living translation says when people do not accept divine guidance, they will run wild. King James Version says where there is no vision... The people will perish. I'm telling you today, it's important we have vision. I said it's important we have vision. I don't want to perish. I don't want to run wild. 
I don't want to live life out of control. And what we see is vision is a key or is key to a successful, alive and prosperous life in God. If we choose to live life with no vision, the Bible says there's no restraint. A lot of people out of control today. There's no direction in their life with no clear guidance here, there, everywhere. We, we call those people wishy-washy. Church is full of those people. Stands up, preaches everything else apart from the Word of God. Teaches people, manipulates people. Just crazy, no restraint. Oh, I don't even go to church. Why? Because I am the church. We're going to discover about that a little bit later. I don't need to be in church. I don't need a Bible. The Word of God is inside of my heart. Well, that's great if you've put it there. Glad that when we have vision, it kind of focuses our lives and steers us in the right direction that we want to go. Because if we don't have banks, if there's no vision in our life, then a river just overflows and it's a flood, which just causes a mess and a lot of problems. We can see that outside today, just the flood, the access, that which is out of control, which is not contained in vision. Too many Christians today are living with no vision and guidance. There's no connection in their lives and therefore they are out of control and it's not a good thing. It's not something that we want in this house. We want you to be connected through vision, to have a clear understanding how you can be plugged into this house and what God has for you. We've got a vision statement here at this church. And for those of you, every time you walk in, you see it on the wall in the welcome room. It's on the wall. We're not ashamed of our vision because we believe in our vision. And with God's help, we are accomplishing and going to continue to accomplish our vision. But I want you to follow on with me this morning, if you could, on the vision statement of Heartsease Family Life Church. It says this, the church that I see is a church not only of impact, but one of influence And purpose. A church that is based on God's love, not only in word, but only in action. I'm glad we don't just preach it, I'm glad that we live it. I said, I want to be in a church that not only preaches the word, that lives the word. We will be a church that touches this world one life at a time, being no respecter of persons. We will change this world for Christ by being the example that he has called us to be discipling and leading people. We will be a church that brings hope, life and peace into every area of people's lives. You know, Jesus died on the cross, not just for our spiritual well-being. Jesus died and we believe the word of God is very clear that the word of God is there not just so we'll make it to heaven, but that our walk here on this earth is going to be a whole lot better. Come on, we believe from God's word through vision that we can be a better parent, that we can be a better friend, that we can be a better son, a daughter, an employer, an employee. We can just be a better person. That there'll be peace, hope and life in every area of our lives. Man, I'm getting excited this morning. I like to talk about vision. I'm telling you, you're dead today, so I'm just going to have a good time up here on my own. Perhaps you could just turn the lights off, Fred, and I'll just enjoy myself in the dark today. But we will be built on the foundation of the dependency upon the Holy Spirit. We're not ashamed of the Holy Spirit in this house. We're not ashamed of the Holy Ghost, if that's what you want to call it. Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit is the power of God that we want to see operated and working in this place, both through praise and worship and the preaching of the word. 
I see a church of vision and future, achieved only by a commitment to God and then to each other. A church that counts whatever the cost and pays whatever the price to fulfill the call and the purpose of God. That's our church. Come on, we're all about him. We're helping you. We're believing big. Serving a big God. Can I hear an amen in the house? That's the vision of our church. And you may say, well, Pastor P, why do you have that? Well, I truly believe this, that if you want people to be connected and involved and give their life to something, they need to know what they are giving their life to. That's why we're not ashamed of our vision. We share our goals for what reason? So people around us can help reach those goals. You know, one of the greatest goals of our church is this, to break every barrier of racism, of cultural difference, of those who have and those who don't have. Because the Bible speaks about that we should conduct ourselves with no partiality. I was just reading it this morning in James chapter 2. Jesus says that if you love someone with partiality and you choose one of the other, you know the Bible says that it's a sin? It's a sin. I mean, look around you today. We are a bunch of misfits. But that's okay. We're a, we're a load of burnt stones. But that's okay. Because you know what we are? We're a group of people, no matter who you are, where you've come from, what you've discovered or what you haven't discovered, guess what? We can come together and find harmony and peace within the vision of this house. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that you weren't stopped at the door and said you're not dressed well enough to come in this church? Aren't you glad that you weren't told, don't put a bumper sticker of our church on your car. You've got to have a 2009 on you to put one on. Aren't you glad? That someone didn't say, you're not welcome here. But everything of our church is open doors to help people to meet their needs, to show them that God loves them. Come on, that's the vision of our church. That's a vision that you can get connected and plugged into. Why? So we share the goals that together we can accomplish those goals. It's amazing, isn't it? That I can give $100 today. And you know what? That $100 may meet some need. But you know what? What if someone else gives another 10 and someone gives another 15 and someone gives another 20? Notice what begins to happen. As I give and others give, what happens? We reach bigger and broader goals. Come on, we're not just talking about finance in this house. But when people volunteer to help in the nursery, in our children's ministry, in our youth, in the band, whatever it is, guess what happens? We begin to create an atmosphere where goals are accomplished. Lives are touched and people's, people will never be the same again. Come on, we believe that we have a vision in this church so that together we can be or that together we can belong, that we can be, that we can grow and that we can serve. Look what it says in Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 2. It says this, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he or she may run. Who reads it? We've done that. We've made the vision plain. We've written it so you can see it and read it. And here's why. The Bible says that those may run who reads it. The run that we hear of or speaks of in that scripture there is a disciplined run. It's not just running aimlessly in circles going this way and the other. Remember Samson? 
Samson was big and bad for God. But there was a time in his life where he lost his vision. He lost his vision. He lost his purpose. He got so sidetracked, in his case, by a lady called Delilah, that he let everything else of his life go. Everything that God had called him to be. The Bible tells us that he ended up grinding grain with no vision because they took out his eyes. And he was just going round and round and round in circles. Not God's plan. God's plan is not for you just to go round and round and get nowhere. How many of us as Christians are on a hamster wheel? thinking we're going great places, but really we haven't even gone anywhere. All we're doing is just exhausting ourselves and really making a fool of ourselves to others who are looking. Come on, do I hear an amen or an oh my or ouch, help us, Jesus. Vision is showing our lives can be effective, that we can be engaged, that we can be active. Now, we thank God in the story of Samson, there's grace and his hair began to grow and God restored his vision and he was able to do a great feat for God again. But you know, so many people look at Samson and say, well, that's great. He killed more people in his death than he did in his life. Hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. But my thinking is this. What if he had continued to live in the way God had called him to live? He would have accomplished greater things than what he ever accomplished in his death. Come on, we've got to realize there's vision for our life. There's future. Satan doesn't like it. He doesn't want us to be connected. He doesn't want us to be apart. He wants us to be disconnected. Because when we get disconnected, we have no power. God created you to be effective, to be engaged, to be active in your walk with Him. Therefore, you and I must understand today that vision involves you. It needs your participation. It needs your involvement. It needs your support. It needs your commitment. Because guess what? If we're just a spectator and not a participator, our vision statement is just what? A statement on a wall. It's just a piece of paper. It's just a list of organized words. But when we take that vision and realize, man, I can be a part of that. I can bring hope and life through my life and my example. I can be built upon God's word. I can accomplish that. I can do that. I can show no partiality. I can be committed. When we understand all of these things, we begin to understand what true vision is. Is. And that's our vision at Heartsease. Our vision at Heartsease Family Life Church is twofold. First and foremost, to see you engaged, actively pursuing a life after God. We want you to love life. We want you to wake up every day realizing God's going to use you today, that there's people out there that need help. That's why over the doors when you walk out, it says, now it's my time. We want to remind you, it's your time to go out and win the loss for Jesus Christ. This is not just a Sunday buffet where you come in and fill up so it can sustain you for the rest of the week. The vision is that you come in here, that God changes you, challenges your life, gives you something for what purpose? You can go out and share light with others who are in darkness out there. So it's first and foremost that you would engage, that you would be a part. But secondly, the vision of our house is this, that we would then get connected into the house of God. That we would serve in the house, that we would help build the house. And that God's blessing would be upon us. 
You know what's so awesome about vision? Is this. Vision is bigger than you. Vision is bigger than you. Why? I can use the example again. If we're going to try out and go and reach people, if I can touch five people every day, that means in one week I've touched 35 people. But guess what? If you come alongside me and you touch five too, we're now touching 70 people a week. And then if someone else comes along, we're touching a whole lot more. And before we know it, four people are touching 140, eight people are touching 280, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Why? Because vision's a lot bigger than you. I want you to see that when you're a part of vision, the little perhaps that you have and you may feel is nothing begins to grow. Why? Because you're connected with other people. It's the power of vision. Vision is bigger than you. But it involves you. It needs you. You can't be involved in vision and do nothing. You've got to be active in it. But there's something else you need to realize. Vision is bigger than you and it involves you, but it's also not all about you. Sorry. It's not all about you. Vision includes you and encompasses your life. But it's about other people. One day a man comes to Jesus who's blind. Let's read the story from Mark chapter 8, verse 22 through 25. It says, Then Jesus came to Bethsaida, and they brought him a blind man, and they begged him to touch him. So he, Jesus, took the blind man by the hand, and he led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes, by the way, don't worry, we're not adopting that. In this church, unless God tells us, and if God tells us, I'm telling you, you want someone to spit on your eyes if God tells them. Because if God's in it, you want to be a part of it. Do I hear an amen? But when Jesus had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him, do you see anything? And the man looked up and he said, I see men like trees walking. How many would agree he's not there yet? Hello? Come on, he's not there yet. He's not seeing right yet. So then Jesus put his hands on his eyes again and he made him look up. And the Bible says, and he was restored and now he saw everything clearly. We've got a lot of Christians seeing a lot of crazy stuff. Oh, you're not hearing me today. We've got a lot of Christians seeing a lot of crazy stuff. And as a result of them seeing crazy stuff, it's causing them to do a lot of crazy stuff. Why? Because they don't have clear vision. They're running wild, as the New Living Translation says. They're out of restraint. They're out of control. But let me ask you a question today. What do you see? What do you see? Because a distorted vision will only realize, or only produce a distorted reality. And we don't want that. God doesn't want that. As I was preparing about vision, that just dropped into my spirit. What do I see? What do you see? Because it's amazing. We can look around us today and we can see empty chairs and say, man, how come? Or we can look around and say, God, there's another chair that I need to fill. 
There's another soul that I need to be a part of bringing to the house of God. Instead of looking and saying, I can't believe Pastor Philip is not filling the church. Remember this, it's not the shepherd that reproduces with the sheep. It's the sheep that reproduces. It's not just up to the pastor, it's up to every one of us to fill the void, to be there. You see, being part of a vision, having a vision, being connected into the house of God is vital for your success. And vision is not just seeing something, but vision is also being a part of it. It's not just seeing all the faults and the needs and the weaknesses that are around us, but true vision is seeing yourself as part of the solution how I can be involved, how I can help. What part can I play? Because when we understand vision, we're going to see a bigger picture. We're going to see the picture of God. There's a very sad passage, I think, in the Bible, and I want to once again read it for you this morning. The children of Israel are about to enter into the promised land, but their leader, Moses, was not going to make it with them. God told Moses because of disobedience, because he struck a rock instead of speaking to it. God said, because of that disobedience, you're not going to enter into the land of promise. But look what it says in Deuteronomy 34, verse 1, beginning, and it says this, Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is across from Jericho. And the Lord showed him, all the land. There's another passage in the Bible that speaks about Moses' eyes were not dim, but he had an absolutely incredible vision. So he's on top of a mountain. There's no problem with his physical sight. He can see the land, the promise that God gives them. But look what it says in verse 4. Then the Lord said to him, This is the land which I swore to give to Abram, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to you and to your descendants. I have caused you to see it. This is what God said to Moses. I've caused you to see it with your eyes, but you shall not cross over there. Verse 5 goes on to say, and Moses died. How sad. How sad not to be able to be a part of what God had in store for the children of Israel. But how many of us live like that today? We're in it, but we don't have it inside of us. Come on, we're not living with vision. We're seeing it with our eyes, but we're not seeing it with our hearts. We're not realizing that it also involves us. We're just seeing it, but we're not living in it. We're not being a part. We're not living in the vision. Vision is not alive inside of our hearts. The church of God, I love the church of God. Come on, I'm going to say it one more time. I love the church of God. Absolutely love church. I can, I can agree with David when he says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go. I look forward to Sundays to come into church. And guess what? I look forward to Wednesdays too. Yes, we do have church on Wednesdays. I look forward to it. I was excited for Friday night and I knew I wasn't even going to come, but I was excited for Friday night. And praying for you all and believing. I was texting Danny at 9.30. Come on, man, how did it go? Tell me all about it. I had a great night Friday night. Went out on a date night with my wife. Isn't that wonderful? Got to do that every now and again. We had a lovely evening together. Went to Kevin's. Have you ever eaten Kevin's? It's a good place to eat. Right there in Marpar. Some of you haven't even heard of that place. I hadn't either, but it's a good place to eat. Dave Stone is in the house. He knows what I'm talking about right there. 
But you know what? I love the church of God. I love being a part of the church. And I love, I'm just going to be specific today. I love Heartsease Family Life Church. I love our church. I love the people of our church. I love what God is doing in our church. But you know what? Church is a living, breathing, alive place. Church isn't just four walls and a roof and if you're really holy, a steeple. The Bible says we are the church of God. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 16, for you are the temple. Your body is the dwelling place of a living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. So church isn't just about a building. Church is about us being a carrier of the presence and the power of God in our lives. Now listen, don't get super spiritual on me and say, well, if I'm the church, I don't need to go to church. Come on, that's, that's, that, I'm just going to say, that's dumb and stupid. Because when you start getting like that, you're falling victim to the running wild, casting off restraint, and you're heading down the perishing path. There's something about being under the instruction and the wisdom of not only a pastor, but those who preach the leading and the power of the Holy Spirit through the Word of God. So don't get super spiritual with me, because I'm going to tell you right now, God instituted you. God gave church as a Bethel, a meeting place where he could come and meet with man. God loves church. The Bible even says as the days are approaching and the evil days and the ends are drawing near, the Bible says we better not forsake the assembly together. Come on, how much more should we be in the house of God? Paraphrase, but that's what God's word. There's no time to run and hide. Come on, the greater the struggle, the darker the night. Come on, we need to be running like we never have to the house of God where we can find love and life and purpose. But you see, without you and I, Church is just a building, which will have no impact. But when we connect through vision, when we realize there's a place for us in the church, in the body of Christ, when we realize there's a job for us to do, that we can be part of something, that we can get plugged into the vision of Heartsease Family Life Church, that our life can make a difference with others as we connect, as we reach the same goals and accomplish the great things in God. As we realize all these kind of things, guess what happens to church? It becomes a thriving place of life, health, victory, power and potential. You know what happens when people come together with one vision, with one mind, in one accord? The Bible says all things are possible. Anything can happen. Come on, when they were all together in one accord, they had a vision. There was a connection together. The power and the presence of God came. And as a result, they were changed for eternity. And not only were they changed, but their witness was changed and other people were added. And that was the beginning of the church. Come on, we need to get back to the beginning of the church. We need to rethink church. What do you see? Do you see men as trees walking? Do you see this problem and that problem? Come on, we need to let God lay his hands upon us again to instill true vision inside of us that we can see things clearly. I can see clearly now the rain has gone. What is that? Not a good song. Shouldn't be singing that in church. But what is the song saying? We need to get things out of the way. All obstacles out of our way. For what reason? That we can see with vision. What an incredible thought to think that that man was standing in front of Jesus and the first thing that he could have seen was Jesus, but he saw men as trees walking. Come on, we've got to see Jesus again. 
We've got to have a vision. And you know what? When we see Jesus, we'll see beyond ourselves and we'll see the needs of other people. We'll see the fact that God wants to use us to impact so many hearts and lives for God. So what do you see? Has your vision caused you to become connected and engaged? Everyone wants to belong to something. There's a need inside of every one of us for belonging. To fit in, to have a place that we can call home, to have a family, to have the support, to have friends. Especially since we've got over all that offended stuff, there's a need now for us to really connect with other people. And through vision, we can find that connection in church, in God's house. So I'm going to give you four key reasons why I believe vision for the house of God and specifically for Heartseeds Family Life Church, your church that God has placed you in. Why I believe vision is so important for your life. First, through vision I can belong. Through vision you can belong. I know I just had said that. But everyone wants to be a part of something. And through vision that can be possible. Together we can come together with common goals and common purposes. There's a lot of people out there that need a family to love them. There's a lot of people out there that just need to know there's someone who cares. There's a lot of people out there that know that they can be brought into an environment where they're not going to be judged and they're not going to be ridiculed and they're not going to be criticized, but they're going to be embraced, they're going to be loved, they're going to be lifted up and they're going to be said, there's hope for your life, there's a future for your life. It's amazing how many people are judged and condemned before they've ever been loved and accepted. I'm going to say this, and this is a good rule to live by. Don't judge someone until you've first corrected them. Why? Because we can think they know what's right, but perhaps they don't. Share with them what's right, and then if they choose still not to do it, then you can pass judgment on them. But don't judge someone that they should know how to dress in the house of God. I can't believe that. You know there's going to be a lot of people who are going to come in these doors that have never stepped into a church before, and they don't know how to dress. They don't know how to act. They don't know what to do. But we're going to see that's why it's important through vision. And I don't want to jump ahead, but we're going to just hold on to that thought because we're going to see that. But there's a lot of people out there that just need to know there's a place that they can be a part of. Because in belonging, you find worth. Is it not true that when you find belonging, you find worth? That There's people out there that are crying. They perhaps have grown up without a fatherly figure, a male role model in their lives. So what do they do? They connect with someone and all of a sudden through that they find worth. But yet it's not true worth because it's in something else. But when we belong to God, we're going to find true worth. We're going to find what that God-shaped void inside of us is crying out for all our lives. All of a sudden the peace is going to fit and we're going to suddenly realize Wow, I am worth something. There is a purpose for my life. There is fulfillment. There is stability. There is security. You see, when you belong to something, there's security that comes with that. I remember growing up as a child, I didn't like it when every time I did something wrong, my parents whipped my tail. Do I have a witness in the house? I didn't care much for that wooden spoon. I didn't care much for that Father's hand, the hand of God. I didn't care much for that. But you know what that discipline brought in my life? Security. There was never a day that I questioned whether my parents really loved me. 
Because with that, there was security that came. There was kids that I grew up with who, who ran the house. I remember once, and I've told this story, that this young boy once, his mum told him to do something, and he took his fist and he punched his mum full in the chest. Can I tell you this? I whipped his tail for doing that. Because I'm telling you, I, I'm, not, I'm not for that. Not at all. And this lady cried to my mum and she said, Anne, what would you have done? My mum said, first and foremost, Philip would have never lifted his hand to me. She said, but secondly, she said, before his hand had even finished hitting me, she said, I would have had him down and I would have whooped his tail so bad. You know, she said, I would have knocked him into next week. Anyone know that thought? Knocked him in. Why? You know, there was that, that young boy right now, his life is still out of control. Why? Because he didn't have the security of the discipline. He didn't find some place that he could belong and have that worth and security. All these things. You may hate the fact of some of the things I say, but you know why we say it? We preach the word of God. Why? Because we don't want to preach what you want to hear. We want to preach what you need to hear. And we need to hear the truth. We need to know we're staring and going in the wrong direction. We can belong in that. We can feel worth in that. We can be glad that we're a part of a place where people love us enough to tell us the truth. You can know the pathway we're heading on. And you can connect and be a part. You can find worth. Look at this statement. You can never get plugged into something that you have no passion for. If you've got no passion for something, guess what happens? You get disinterested, you quit, and you'll end up giving up. A salesman is not a good salesman if he doesn't believe in the product that he's selling to you. If you go to buy a car, and you go to buy a Ford, and you go on the Ford, and the guy comes out, and you're ready for him to give you all the sales pitch, and he looks at you and he says, whatever are you doing here? Don't you know that Fords are pieces of junk? You need to go down the street to a Toyota dealership. And I'm not saying that about Ford. It could be any which way. So I'm just using that as an example, an illustration. I mean, for one thing, he's not going to have a job long. And for another thing, he's not going to provide for his family much. He ain't making no money if he isn't making any sales. So in order to be a good, effective salesman, you've got to believe in the product that you're a part of. Come on, it's important that you believe that perhaps this is the only product that's out there. Because if not, as I said, your sales are going to lack or there'll be a reflection in what you do. You see, that's why it's important that we belong in the house of God. Because if we don't belong, if we don't connect through vision, guess what? Oh, church, I don't care about that. But when we begin to belong, when we begin to connect, when we begin to realize, man, there's a place that I can plug my family in. They've got great things for the nursery, for the kids, for the junior high, for the high school, for the ladies, for the men. Man, there's something for everything at that church. I can belong there. Then what happens? You begin to get passionate about it. You begin to tell other people, man, let me tell you something about my church. Let me tell you about what God is doing. What do you do? You begin to bring people. You can begin to invite people. You begin to drive people nuts until they come to your church. Why? Because you found a place to belong. You found a place where you fit. You find a place where God can use you. Everyone wants to belong. Everyone needs to belong. The sense of belonging is so important. 
People need to know vision so they can belong to it. The second part is this, through vision I can be. So I can belong and now I can be. What do I mean by that? I can begin to discover the true purpose that God has for my life. How I'm not a mistake. You know how many people have come through these doors just feeling that they're worthless and nothing? And that they're a mistake. God doesn't even care about me. But you know what? Through this house you can hear the truth that you're the apple of God's eye. That God loves you so much. That you're going to begin to hear that the possibilities of your life are endless in God. But you know what's so great about being connected through vision, connected into the house of God? I can not only learn from God's word, but I can learn from other godly men and women around me. Because that's one of the beauties of church. It's not the beauty of church, because church is so beautiful. There are so many great things that we can talk of about church. But one of the beauties of church is this. I can learn how to be a better father. I can learn how to be a better friend. I can learn how to be a better man of God. Why? By the examples of other men in the church. I can learn how to be a lady, a a woman of God. Why ladies? By the other examples of the other ladies. I can learn as a child how to behave. Why? Because of the examples of other people around me. Come on, I can become a better person through relationships that I develop and I build in the house of God. That's the power of vision. Bringing people together so that we can draw from one another, that we can learn from one another, that we can discover from one another. You know what? You perhaps didn't grow up with the greatest teachers. Perhaps you didn't grow up with the greatest role models in life. But guess what? In church, as you connect through vision. God has now given you fathers. God has now given you grandfathers. God has now given you friends. God has now placed you around people that you can learn from, that you can draw from. People who have faced the same struggles that you've faced, that can help me, help my life to steer around that I don't have to face those same struggles as they do. You see, vision helps me to be the person. It doesn't only help me to belong. I need to belong. I need to feel worth. I need to have something that I'm connected to. But vision helps me realize that in that, I can be everything that God has called me to be. Philippians 1 verse 6, being confident of this very thing, that he who has began a good work in you. Come on, God's began something, but he doesn't just begin things. He wants to bring to close. He wants to continue to work in your life. Being confident that he who began a good work, he will complete it until the day. Come on, we're a work in progress, but I can be better. I can do better. Why? Through connecting in the heart. Plugged in through vision. Third point is this, through vision I grow. Psalms 92 verse 13, those who are planted, come on, connected, plugged into the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of God. Come on, there's growth for those who are planted. Say with me, connected. Come on, say with me, plugged in. Come on, there's growth for those who are planted in God. If you're not growing, you need to plug in to the vision of your church. To the vision God has for your life. Because vision not only produces growth, but healthy growth. I had to trim my trees the other day. Why? Because there's a lot of branches that are trying to destroy the main branches of the tree. What they call them, like saplings or whatever they call them. Those things that just draw all the nutrients and everything out from the tree. And you just got to cut those little things off. Why? So there will be true life 
inside of us. Come on, with vision, I can grow healthy. I can grow well. I can grow into what God has for me. That God allows me to get my roots down deep. That I'm not uprooting myself all the time and planting myself here, there and everywhere. But I'm connected. Why? Because I need to be connected to grow. They say if you uproot a fruit tree, it takes up to seven years for it to fulfill the potential that it once had. Seven years. We don't realize the harm we're doing when we uproot our families and move them from here, there and everywhere and trying to find perhaps a perfect church. But we've said this before, there's no perfect church because as soon as you walk in the door, it stops being perfect anymore. But where God has planted us, that we can connect through vision and I can say, you know what? There's going to be some things I don't like. There's going to be some things that, you know what, kind of rub me wrong sometimes. There's going to be some things that I wish they did this way or that way or all these. But you know what? Here's the key. When you're connected through vision, guess what? You're going to ride out the storm. You know why? Because your roots are down deep. And you won't allow the situations to uproot you. But you know what? You'll allow your roots to go deeper and deeper and deeper. Why? Because you're growing in the half. There's prosperity in your life. You're not running wild. You're not having no direction in your life because that will never produce growth. You're being connected through vision. Come on, when I'm planted, I'll grow. I'm nearly finished today. But point number four, through vision, I can serve. I belong, I can be, I can grow, and I can serve. Service here is twofold. The first is this, I can serve in the house. I can be a part of a ministry. I can do my part. I can roll up my sleeves and be faithful here that I can help serve in the vision of this house. Come on, we need people who are plugged in and help in the vision of this house. There's a lot of things that are happening around you today because there's people who are serving. There's people who are here that they're serving. So we thank God for that service as we serve the house. But guess what? There's another service that needs to take place in our lives and that's serving others outside of the house touching those who are outside of the doors being a light to those who are lost those who are hurt those who are disillusioned you know what there's a whole other group of people out there now that there wasn't perhaps 20 years ago and that is this there's a whole lot of people out there that love God but hate church because they've been so hurt and they've been so wounded by people in church There's a whole group of great people out there. So it's not just the sinners and the lost. There's a whole lot of people out there who love God, but just need to know that there's a place where they can come and they can feel acceptance and they can get the healing that they need, that they can belong, that they can be, that they can grow and that they can serve. You know, the willingness to serve others also means that there's times you're going to be inconvenienced. Are you willing to be inconvenienced for the sake of others? Oh, I haven't got time for that right now. And you just move on. Oh man, that's too much of an inconvenience for me. Move on. I'm glad that someone didn't think the same thought when they touched your life and they shared Jesus with you. Belonging, being, growing, serving, all connected through vision. Being a part of His church, being part of something that's bigger than you, but... As you plug in, the sky's the limits of how we can impact and change 
people around us. Throughout this series, we're going to look at other ways. Next week, we're going to look at how we can plug in through prayer and the power that's available through us in prayer. The week after that, we're going to look at the power that we can get through being plugged in, through giving to God, connecting. There's going to be so many great things that we're going to look at as we go through this series, how we can be plugged in. But can I tell you, you've got to be plugged into the church. You've got to be plugged into the vision that God has placed inside of you. I'm going to close with a scripture this morning. Proverbs 4, verse 23 through 27. And I know this passage of Scripture is referring to having wisdom in your life and allowing wisdom to guide your life. But I also believe that this Scripture is also true of those who are connected into vision, that have vision in their life, that recognize the fact that they need to be plugged into a church, the local church, that need to serve, that there is a purpose for their life, that God has a plan for their life. I believe this scripture is for you too, because I believe as I read these verses, starting in verse 23, when you've got vision, it will keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it springs the issues of life, sets the boundaries of life, come from your heart with vision. Guess what? You're going to keep your heart on the right path because you're going to be connected. Verse 24, vision will put you away, will put away from you a deceitful man and perverse lips will be far from you. Vision will let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Vision will make you ponder the pathway of your feet and let all your ways be established. Vision will cause you not to turn to the right or to the left and it will remove your foot from evil. That's the power of vision. The power of vision. Vision is this. Your life, my life, someone else's life, every one of our lives when we come together. Think what potential, what power, what purpose, what ability that we can have together. But you know what? We've got to come together under what? The umbrella of God. We've got to come together under what he has placed us in, this church. We've got to come together under the vision of this house. And when we do that, there's greatness that we will see. Connecting, engaging your life into the plan that God has for you. Because without it, you're going to perish. But with vision, your life is going to flourish. I don't want you to perish. I don't want you to think that you've got to do life on your own because no one has to be alone. But together we can serve. Together we can build. Together we can discover love, life, and purpose. Don't live life wild. Get connected into vision. Realize God's got a plan for your life. It's the riverbanks of your life. It's directing, fine-tuning, leading your life. And realize that there's a vision as a church that also includes you. And we need you to be a part of it. But you know, I talked a lot about vision today. But we've also got to say this as we close. God loves you. You may be like Moses today and you may be looking around you and say, all this is well and good and you just see it happening, but it's not inside of you. God's got a vision for your life. And the vision for your life begins with you giving him your life. And saying, God, I can't do life on my own, but I need the help of a savior. You see, vision begins and ends with your relationship with God. You've got to be in relationship with him.
then you'll find vision, true purpose, meaning, direction for your life. We want to pray for those of you today that perhaps would say, I don't know Jesus. I don't know God. We also want to pray for those of you who say, you know what, Philip, you know, I, I've been kind of running wild, but I just want to really focus and, and get planted and established. And I realize I've got to get plugged in because if I'm not plugged in, I'm not connected to that I realize that I can get plugged into this church, that I can serve, that I can belong, that I can be, that I can grow, that I can serve, that I can be everything God's called me to be. Would you stand to your feet with me this morning? We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heart Seas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.